Our second scripture reading today comes to us from the prophet Micah, chapter 6, verses 6 through 8. Listen for God's word to you today. With what shall I come before the Lord and bow myself before God on high? Shall I come before him with burnt offerings, with calves a year old? Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams, with ten thousands of rivers of oil? Shall I give my firstborn for my transgression, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? He has told you, O mortal, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you, but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God. And this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, good morning once again. It is great uh, to be back with you after a week away in um, Mexico as part of our Mexico mission team this last week. We were down in northern Mexico, just in greater Tijuana, and you will be hearing more about that later in July when we have an all-church Mexico mission Sunday. So you'll hear all about it um, that day. But for, uh, for this morning, I want to introduce with you a new sermon series that we have. It's a five-week sermon series, and it's, it's called This is the Way. This is the Way. And the title comes from a Disney series that many of you know called The Mandalorian. Anybody seen The Mandalorian? All right. If not, maybe you will after this. The Mandalorian is set in some kind of alternate Star Wars universe. And there are these people, this great uh, group of warriors called the Mandalorians. They come from a planet called Mandalore. And they are a people who have a creed. It's a set of beliefs that, they, that, they, that guides their lives. And they're constantly trying to have the things that they do with their time and their talents, the way that they live, to match up with or line up with what they believe. Does that sound familiar? Yeah. A group of people who have a creed and are trying to live their lives um, and what they do and how they live so that it lines up with what they believe. And the Mandalorians in this uh, show, they have this saying, it's kind of like a mantra that they use. Whenever something seems hard or daunting, whenever there's something to do that is right, but isn't really convenient and it's definitely not easy, they'll remind each other and they'll say, this is the way. And then everyone who hears it in the Mandalorian community, they respond, this is the way. Help me out. This is the way. Ooh, seems vaguely religious. I don't know. I was watching the series with my family uh, earlier this year, and we noticed the obvious, clear, religious, and even Christian overtones to this series. If you watch the show, you'll, you'll think they're talking about almost like the Christian faith. There's even baptism, there's repentance, there's forgiveness. There's a lot of great themes in this show. The Mandalorian, this is the way mantra sounds like a verse, a line from the scripture that Rafe read for us today from the prophet Isaiah who writes, whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. It reminds us of the early church in the New Testament where the, 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 those who followed Jesus were actually called followers of the way. There are six different times in the book of Acts where followers of Jesus are referred to as followers of the way. 
The way is a way of life. It's a set of beliefs. It's a calling from God that leads us not just to sit around and do whatever we want to do or whatever we might come up with, but to seek and find and follow God's good way for our lives. So each week from here until the end of July, if you can see that far, we will be learning about different um, parts of what it means to follow Jesus and to be part of a community of others, other Mandalorians, who are also trying to follow the way of Christ together. So for this morning, the part that I want to focus on with you, it comes to us from uh, that great scripture memory verse, Micah 6.8 where it says, He has shown you, O mortal, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you? Which is just a a setup to show us or tell us what God does require or want or desire in our lives. And here it is. But to do justice and to love mercy and to walk humbly with our God. Mercy and kindness are used uh, interchangeably there. Do justice, love mercy or kindness, and walk humbly with our God. Let's take them one at a time. One of the major themes of the prophets of the Hebrew Scriptures in the Old Testament is about justice. That's a big overarching theme of the Bible. Justice justice is about making things right for everybody in society. And one of the things to notice in the Old Testament call to justice is that it was always seeking to bless, help, or lift up those who were down those who were marginalized, those who are hurting or being exploited or not having enough, that is who the biblical call to justice seeks to help. So this, this teaching about justice has a special focus in the scriptures on those who are poor, the refugee and migrant in our midst, widows and orphans, anybody who's vulnerable in some way. That's a call to justice, to show how, is to seek to help all those folks. When we talk about justice in the Bible and as followers of the way, it calls on us not just to seek the good for ourselves, but the good for others. It reminds us what Jesus said, quoting the Old Testament scripture, love your neighbor as yourself. Martin Luther King Jr. has a quote, something that you've probably heard before, where he says, injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. We are caught, he says, in an inescapable network of mutuality, tied in a single garment of destiny. Whatever affects one directly affects all indirectly. Justice-seeking, in the biblical way, is a whole community activity. In the Christian church way, it's all of us together who are called to seek justice in our society, in our world, in our church, in our lives. So when there are questions of seeking justice or doing justice or being involved in justice work, this is a reflection, just a reflection of God's desire and, and to show love to all people. And that all of us would get involved in some way, in some way, in the work of justice today. To seek justice uh, or come alongside those who are caught up in the everyday struggles of this world. Some, some of us, will do justice in a small or personal way. A small or personal way. You can do justice that way. Maybe it looks like building a house for a family in Mexico the way our All Church Mexico team did this week where we believe that God's justice causes us 
to go out and, and find ways to be helpful to those who have need, to house the unhoused. Maybe it means being part of the work that our mission committee of our church does here locally to help and love those who are unhoused in this area, who have needs close to us. We heard about it today, school supplies for kids going back to school. Week by week and month by month, you can follow along and find ways to bless or help the marginalized, to show or do justice, even right here. Actually, if you want to practice in your faith, you could practice this. Every week, read your bulletin, read that weekly email that comes out on Wednesdays, and you can find the places where there's an opportunity to do justice. Usually, it's very close to home. It's with your time volunteering. It's with your uh, resources, giving money or um, material goods. Maybe it's with your insight, as, as the mission committee is always looking for new ways to do justice locally and further afield. But justice work, this big word, this big topic, is bigger than just our own personal actions on a small scale. It can mean, it can also mean becoming educated or involved in the larger issues of our country. There are systemic forces at work with names like systemic poverty or systemic racism, where it's not easy, it's not really possible for one person to simply break free and, and change the whole system. This past week, it was so interesting to be down around the border region in our, in, of, between our country and Mexico. We were on the Mexico side. And having a firsthand view of the conditions of people living there, it really helped our thinking as we were trying to shape how do we think about justice issues when it comes to people living in that environment. To consider, again, how the politics of one country affects the people in another. Or how the factories and warehouses um, of, of United States companies based in Mexico drive and influence the labor market in that place. Or the immigration patterns of people in Latin America or the impact of housing prices on one side of the border or the other, justice issues cause us to, to gain a, a larger scope, a bigger understanding. One way to weigh into justice work is to have an experience with marginalized people. One way into a sense of justice work is to have a personal experience of, with people who are marginalized, whether in our own area or maybe across a border. And then from that one small place to be called into larger action. So start where you are to do justice, and then as a follower of Jesus, see where it leads. This is the way. Question mark. <laughs> this is the way? <laughs> I think so. Biblical Christians, like you and me, we seek to do justice. That's the way of Christ. It's the way that we are led. Let's go to the second part. Do justice, love kindness, or love mercy. If justice has to do with meeting big societal needs that are out there, the big ticket items of the day, whether in our own personal sphere or at a larger level of justice work, then the second one is about meeting people right where they are, meeting people right where they are, showing them every day kindness, mercy, or grace. 
This last week on our Mexico mission um, work site, we had a lot of people, local people, who stopped by to see what we were doing. We were located on a big main road, so it was easy for people driving by to see that we were at work. In fact, a lot of truckers and people driving by were honking and waving. Some people who speak English would yell out things like, I love you! I said, thank you. They were talking to Pastor Erica. Um, <laughs> And, and a lot of the people who, who drove by, some people walked by and came up to our work site, and they would ask the same question. How can I get a house like this? How can I have a house like this? I see you're doing this for these folks. How do I get involved? And we would always point them to our more Ministries representative, those people who live and work this, this, this way every day, and they're the ones who, who are able to decide who gets a house and how, and then we, a church like us, comes up and just partners with them, and we do the work. So... Um, so one lady who came to visit us to stop by, she wasn't there asking about a house. And a number of our team got involved talking with her and hearing her story. And she shared a long list, a long list of the problems and issues in her life. You know, she talked about um, a broken marriage and estrangement within her family. She talked about losing her home and having to move into a smaller place right near where we were working. She told us she had cancer and she had had a mastectomy. She had a tumor in her knee that caused it just to be really uh, out of whack with her body. She had all kinds of things going on. And she was asking for money. She said, you know, I, I don't have money for the things I need, for, for, just for food. And a heart of kindness or mercy goes out to a person in that situation. But you know it's easy when you're involved with people who have needs like that, sometimes to get a little jaded, you know, a little hard-hearted, a little bit like we've heard this one before. And so we have to kind of actively work against that instinct to become calloused, to become too rough, too tough, too wise to the ways of this world. Sometimes we want to have a merciful heart to a person who's telling us their story. And... And so we, list, we tried to listen to this lady. We talked to our Amora rep who said, please don't give her any money because then we'd have everyone lined up to get money at our work sites. That's not, our, that's not the ministry we do. We know how that would go. And so um, instead we said, we don't have money to give you, but we have food. You know, we, we have a lot of food. So that night at our work site, Steve Fainer and the kitchen crew and the grill team grilled up some delicious chicken. It was so good. It had like marinated, it was marinated with brown sugar and mustard all day, and then it was grilled. Oh, it was delicious. <laughs> I ate way too much of it, but, um, but it was delicious. So at the end, though, even though I ate my, four times my share, there was still a lot left over. And so the next day, some of the folks on our team packed it up, right? Packed it into these little packages, um, chicken and rice. They, they made extra lunches, and we brought it back to the work site. And this woman, she stopped by again, picked up all her food and took it with her. I'm sure we could never really meet all the needs in her life. Who could? I don't know all of the hurt or struggle that she had, but the way of Jesus causes us to seek to show love to others. Sometimes it's just an open and merciful heart, not calloused, just to offer what we can. Not to go run to an ATM at the bank. We weren't going to do that, but we had food. We offered it. And so this, there's this big idea of doing justice in the world or our community, 
And then alongside it or with it, connected to it, is the idea of loving mercy or loving kindness. They go together. Show kindness to others. This is the way. You got it. The third part of this Micah 6, 8 verse is about walking humbly with God. And if doing, doing justice and loving kindness have to do with how we treat others, how we spend our time in the world, walking humbly with God has to do with our interior life, with our own hearts and minds, with our attitudes, our outlooks, our intentions. Jesus, consistently in his, in his ministry, is not just interested in the exterior outward life, how good are you doing all the things? He wants our hearts. He wants the interior, the inside. There's a scene in the Bible where, the, where he tells the Pharisees that they wash the outside of a cup. Oh, you wash the outside of that cup so clean, it looks so pristine and perfect, the outside, but you never wash the inside, and it's gunky and dirty like my cup in Mexico. I should have washed it better. And, and he means that, you, that there's one way in life where it's just all about show. What do you show others? But Jesus is really interested in interior life with God. So I want to suggest that you won't get very far doing justice or loving kindness if you aren't also walking with God. You won't get very far in justice work if that's your calling or in showing kindness and mercy if that's your inclination if you don't have a heart that is humble with God. To walk with God, or to put it another way, to realize that God is walking with you. So walking humbly with God means realizing that the problems of this world sometimes are really bigger than we can fix. The issues of our own lives sometimes are more than we can handle. But the good news is that we have a God who all the time is big enough to hold it and is loving enough to desire our good. It is at work in ways we can't understand, and so we have humility to trust that God is at work in all things. In our week away in Mexico, Pastor Erica shared with our group one night at the campfire the importance of what she called cultural humility, cultural humility when doing mission work. If you want to approach a cross-cultural situation, a good dose of humility helps us to say, we don't understand everything going on, so what our position, our posture, our way is kind of like, let me listen, let me sit, let me wait. It's the same way with God. Listen, sit, wait for the Lord. That's humility. We come with humility acknowledging we don't know how God, how God will lead, how God will act, what God will do, so we just want to stay open and ready and listening, saying yes to a life that has God at the center. My prayer for you is that your faith will be built up and worked on week by week, day by day, so that with humility you can say yes to the work that God is doing even now in your life. Walk humbly with your God. This is the way. He has shown you, O mortals, what is good and what does the Lord require of you but to do justice, love kindness, and walk humbly with your God. This is the way. This is the way. Amen.